Hello and welcome to the Everything With Bob podcast, talking about all things life, current events and travel, hosted by me, Valerie DePau. Today we are discussing the changes in how people are working day to day and sort of just the mere changes of everyday life. A lot of companies and working people have now been able to not only work from home, but have even now begun to develop a remote working policy. This is something that has been a broader term of flexible working, which a lot of companies, for example, in Silicon Valley, San Francisco, and a lot in Europe have already sort of adapted to since 2017. And today I thought it would be so exciting to invite Joe to discuss all of these sort of changes and how he is feeling all about the developments in the space. Hey, Joe, how are you doing? Yeah, well, thank you for having me, Val. Really well, excited to be here. Um, it's a little bit strange being on this side of the mic, um, but um, I'm looking forward to it for sure. But no, thank you for having me. Really keen to well get, get things going. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. For those who don't know, I'll quickly plug it here. Joe and I did a podcast over on his channel on Impala Search. Look them up and listen to how we talked about hyper growth and everything recruitment. They're doing an amazing job and they have such incredible episodes coming out and have come out already. Yeah, really loving what you guys are doing. Well, glad, glad I paid you off for that, Val, for plugging out the start, <laughs> anyway, which is, <laughs> which is good. No, but please introduce yourself so the listeners know more about yeah, you and cool. sort of what you're doing. Yeah. So, hey guys. So as Val mentioned, I'm Joe. Um, I currently work for a, uh, I suppose, tech recruitment agency called Impala Search. Uh, I suppose we specialize in software engineering recruitment. Uh, I'm actually on a project at the moment with Klarna, which is pretty cool for me. So another Swedish-based company. Uh, I'm actually from the UK in Manchester, which I would say is the best city uh, in, in the UK. So if you ever go to, to England, make sure you hit hit Manchester up. It's much better than London. Uh, and then, yeah, just excited to be here and obviously discuss the changes, well, pre, pre and post COVID, which is hot topic right now, isn't it, Val? Yeah, absolutely. And we can jump straight into it. And I think to just sort of get everyone sort of familiar, what was your situation like sort of pre-pandemic? Yeah, well, I think, well, pre-pandemic, I actually had a, a different role. Um, so I think a lot, oh, okay. a lot's changed, changed for me, but I think a lot of people kind of reflected on their, their current work situation during the pandemic uh, and then decided maybe they wanted something different. But I was somebody that was in the office five days a week, uh, doing your general like nine to five, coming home at the weekends, uh, socializing with sport. But things have changed considerably since then for, for sure. Um, but yeah, it was the general just Monday to Fridays in the office, uh, nine to five and going from there. Yeah, it's sort of similar for me. I've worked, I was also in another company just before the start. I started my new role on February 13th. And okay. I was like a little bit between because I was traveling quite a bit for my previous role. And then when I started this new one, I was also doing sort of working from home, maybe one yeah. day a week, but mostly, yeah, as you were saying, like in the office and I'm an early bird, so I was in there quite <laughs> early and then now a year later, I think the situation is so different, right? I mean, I've been doing this since the last week of Feb. I was, I actually messaged my boss at the time and I said, I don't feel so comfortable coming to work. Can I stay home? Like, yeah, it's so strange, isn't it? Yeah. And now it, it's been a weird sort of transition, right? So if you sort of look and people ask me, what are your biggest changes? I'm like, I don't see that many people. And I think that's like that for a lot of people, but in Sweden, we obviously haven't had a sort of a mandated lockdown, as you yeah. can say, but we have a lot of restrictions and recommendations and things as such, but I still don't see that many people. So I think it's quite overwhelming for my boyfriend when he comes home because I like attack him with verbal diarrhea. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? How are you doing? You know, the whole like sort of shebang. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't see so many. And it's, I think the biggest change for me is that I have 
three of you know i have incredible friends but three of my closest ones live in melbourne south africa right okay one actually lives in london now she's in paraguay and i'm like it's weird not to have seen any of them in more than a year because we make effort to at least meet up like maybe once a year not the one sort of in australia because it's a bit more difficult but we try to see each other quite a few times so that's definitely been one of my biggest changes what about you also the gym i really miss going to the gym well I never actually went to the gym, so I'm kind of glad I've got another excuse not to go to the gym in all honesty, Val, so uh, <laughs> stick around for that. But I think, just touching on what you said, so it's actually the lack of, not necessarily social interaction. Like I'm quite fortunate that I live with, I suppose, four of my, my best mates that I've known for like eight years. So uh, I've lived with them for a long time. I know them really well. But aside from, I suppose, nice. the house, yeah. I don't really meet any people. Um, and especially not going into the office, especially in the roles that we had, they're quite sociable roles. When you're, it's quite strange. You're speaking with people every single day, and you interact with them over the phone, but then you're not actually getting that physical interaction. Um, which, which for me was something that I didn't yeah. realize was going to be or have such an impact. Um, right now we're actually easing our way back into the office, and we're going in like once a week on a Friday. In all honesty, Val, that's just a I suppose have some beers and well some different yeah. company aside from the, the four walls that we live in but I and say the screen I mean. yeah exactly <laughs> like well two three screens on your on your on your desk which is so small but I think yeah the, the biggest change for me is just getting used to my, my office is my bedroom uh because we live in like a really busy house there's like five of us and none of us really leave our rooms until we socialize in the evening so that's probably been the the, the biggest change although we're quite sociable as a house we're actually probably anti-social in our own workspaces um which is like you say if you were an outsider looking in you'd be like that's so strange isn't it uh but it's i say so that that's odd. what it is yeah yeah absolutely and i think you know but if we still focus sort of before all of these changes i mean for example companies like netflix and stuff also sort of already had these things because yeah for example people were commuting to palo alto and everywhere in the world and they were sort of making it more and more appealing for people to be doing things like this so i think you still had some of these flexible working schemes already available and i actually found a study from polycom in 2017 already and it said that like People who want flexible working schemes who are aged between, let's say, 16 to 29, found it more appealing because they felt that it's not only, you know, less interruption, but yeah. also higher productivity. To an extent, I agree. Yeah. Like, not being interrupted does make you more productive. Yeah, I'd say within like the the hours of the day that I am really focused, I definitely get a lot lot more work done. I think I was probably one of those people quite interestingly before that actually Ballot was like, look, I, I'd love remote working. I want to make sure I do it. But I think that there's two extremes, isn't there? I'm definitely a fan of remote working. I definitely think that a lot of businesses have been a lot more progressive in changing their standpoint on being in the office five days a week. Um, but I do think I need to be in an office two, three days a week just for that interaction. So I think what I've realized is 100% remote isn't perfect, but also 100% in an office isn't isn't perfect. It's kind of really? having that, that balance of of both. And I think even I read somewhere the other day, I, I can't quote, quote where, but PwC have even changed their policy on that you don't have to be in nine to five now. And I think for a huge institution like that to actually make that change is, well, maybe a positive of the pandemic if there can be a positive uh but at least yeah. it shows that these old i suppose corporates are actually reevaluating their structures now and making those changes which you didn't think would ever happen in all honesty no i absolutely agree and i think you know one of the touch points that we mentioned here is like the benefits or the concerns and i think the benefit is that not everyone fits in a square 
Yeah. Some people don't concentrate nine to five. For example, my most productive times are probably between seven and two. Once it's past two, I'm like a kid in kindergarten, (laughs) you know, I'm like, I got to go take a nap. My brain needs rest and all of this, especially for example, I think one of the concerns is how to remain sort of productive in this model. So if we look at working from home or flexible working, remote working policies, whatever you want to sort of name it. Yeah. I think for me, the concern is how do you actually then make those times effective? Because I kid you not, sometimes I sit in meetings and I'm like, this could have been a slack. Like yeah, you could have just there's sent a lot me of this. meetings for, for just the point of meetings isn't there? or meetings to discuss exactly. meetings, um, which, well, yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been on a lot of those and a lot of the time you just actually sat there on mute doing external work and obviously listening to, exactly. to the vital information, but do you necessarily need to be in that? Um, I think that comes down to the, the business that you're employed by that. I think one amazing thing yeah. about where I work with, well, both Kleiner and, and Impala actually, they just trust that you're getting the work done. So there's no real, like, I suppose somebody like bearing down on you in terms of like, how many calls you may say, how much have you done today? Mm-hmm. It's, it's more about, well, we trust you to get the work done, work around your schedule. So if I want to go for a, like a, a run in the afternoon for an hour and a half, I don't have to ask anyone, can I go for an hour and a half run? Uh, it's just exactly. trusting people, like you say, to manage the days more effectively. Um, and I think that's going to be a thing that's going to be a positive from this, hopefully, anyway, for, for sure. So I'm definitely going to take yeah. forward. No, I completely agree, especially for for me. I love going for walks and one yeah. of my friends who also works in a startups, but she's very regulated in what she does. I'll go for like, sometimes if I'm super productive in the morning, let's say I'm working from seven to 10 and I'm at home, that's zero interruptions. That is three hours of just pure, <laughs> you know, production things yeah. that I'm just putting shit out. So then sometimes I'll even go for a one hour, two hour walk. And she's like, in the middle of the day, what does your boss say? And I'm like, my boss schedules naps in her calendar. So <laughs> I've I never had a boss do that actually, Val, but yeah. um hit hit me up. <laughs> I'm there. No, but it's all about those boundaries, right? Like you have yeah. to also take accountability for what makes you feel good and all of those things. And I think one of the the other benefits that we haven't touched upon yet is also this freedom. We're yeah. all limited in terms of the sort of time capabilities, but one of the freedoms that comes out of this is that travel aspect, right? I mean, everyone has seen, especially from the UK specifically, a lot of people who had remote possibilities fled, it seemed, in the thousands to like Dubai, Bali, yeah. wherever it was yeah, warmer, <laughs> yeah, but basically. also just more relaxed or sort of laxed in terms of what's going on in the world then they could feel that they were having a little bit more of a casual life i don't agree with all of them a lot of people did move for good so i'm like okay that's a different perspective completely but i think in terms of travel even for me now having worked now into my third year of having these opportunities i love it i really hope that the at the end of this year when the weather in sweden gets a bit more darker and gray i want to go somewhere and just work from there not because I think that it's, you know, absolutely necessary for everyone. But if you have the opportunity, you're wasting it because someone yeah. else is wishing that they could. And you want to, you know, find that sunny time in Spain or <laughs> wherever you want. But I think just from the travel perspective, you are, you know, so much more is open to you. I'm not sure if you'd like to travel or anything, but I think that's so appealing. Yeah, no, 100%. I think a few bases that I've been been speaking with in, in, in Sweden, actually, uh, yeah. and networking with, they're, they're like fully remote. And I know, so speaking to one gentleman, and he's, he's actually working uh, in Kenya at the moment for a company in Sweden, cool. uh, just working completely remote because the, the time difference isn't too much. And as long as he gets his work done, they're, they're not focused on where he is as long as he's doing it. 
And I think, that, like you said, that's a positive. If you can go to Thailand for six months during the winter and do yeah. work, why not? Um, as long as you're actually getting your work done and you, you can be con- contactable by the right people at the right times, then no, I, I'm definitely all for that for sure. Uh, I think there's yeah. got to be a balance though. Um, I think more so in time frames rather than the time zone, sorry, rather than location for me. Because sometimes if you're working in a completely different time zone, I think that could create other issues, but then I've never done it. But I think that would be something that I, I'd look at. As long as you're in a similar kind of time zone, then it, I don't see any issue with it at all. Exactly. And that actually feeds into our next segue so well. It's, you know, things that you have to overcome is sort of, for example, if you are working with a company, for example, a few hours or a few hours behind yeah. your time zone, that's just something you have to overcome. For example, yeah. again, using my friend as the example, she's working in Paraguay on London time. <laughs> so she's waking up at four five and... Is it her favorite thing? Absolutely not. But she does it. She's closer with her family. She's, you know, around the things yeah. that make her really feel good and, and such things. And then she takes a nap. So it's just something, you know, that she's had to overcome and sort of make that her own. But I think the biggest now difference having all of this now for me is that where I work is also where I live. Yeah. And that's super strange sometimes. I'm not sure if it's the same for you. Yeah. Well, like I said, I think I've potentially got used to it now but definitely at the start it was actually turning off and being able to just wind down because as I said where I work is actually my my room so we've got like a pretty big house but there's five of us so we don't have five offices I think um that'd be a nice luxury to have um so like we we pitch in like the kitchen sometimes in the dining room whatever but sometimes you need to be in your room working and it's having that being able to turn off when you get in bed at night when actually you're in your actual you're in your office uh, and I think at the start, that was something I really struggled with in terms of turning off from work. So I'd take my laptop to bed with me and like do a little bit of work in bed with the TV on and like in the evenings. But then now it's kind of, as soon as you've got it, you've got to separate that time, I think, to then turn off. Because otherwise you're working, not necessarily around the clock, but if you're thinking about work consistently, you're not having a break. Yeah, absolutely. No, I completely understand. And the thing, even more so, like w- with that whole, like, you know, your bed and all of, all yeah. of those things, it's actually been one of the most recorded struggles is that remokers, yeah. remote workers, sorry, struggle remote to workers. actually switch off. Yeah. And then they, they face difficulties actually like to stop thinking about work. And I definitely felt that. I'm not sure about you because I think one of the worst things to dream about is dreaming that you get work done. Like let's say your admin or ad hoc things and then you wake up and it's not done. Yeah. I have that so often and I wake up, I'm like, oh no, I still have to do it. Why couldn't it have been true? Because I think that's also sometimes the difficulty. So what I like to do, and it's a sort of boundary that I made for myself is that obviously it's more difficult for you. I completely understand is that I try not to like sit on the couch or anything when I work. So I have a stand-up desk, so I always try and be here or like then I push it down and sit and really work here so that I've created some sort of separation. And then when I'm going to work like bed or anything, I won't use my laptop. Sorry for interrupting you. No, no, I I interrupted you. No, I I definitely agree. That's something that I did. So actually when I first started working from home, I didn't actually have a desk just because I'd never needed a desk in my house before. I'd always been, well, working from an office. And if I came back, I'd just do work on the dining table. Uh, and then obviously for the first couple of months, I was like, I'll just work downstairs, dining room. And then I was like, no, I can't do this. So buying my desk has actually helped. It's kind of like a separate section. Um, yeah. So I'm definitely on board with what you've done for, for sure. It's it's not taking work to the communal spaces where you have lunch, where you relax and when you speak because you need to turn off. 
Uh, and my work have actually got really cool policy because at the start we were, because people work on different times and you probably do work a little bit later, I'd say, when you work from home because you might like have dinner and then come back and do some work. But we like no work text on like the work chat from like post, post six o'clock uh, just so people can turn off. Because if I'm asking somebody to do something because I'm still working at seven, doesn't mean that they're still working at seven. Exactly. Um, but actually when I'm messaging them, they're then thinking, oh, no, he's working at seven. I've definitely got to do this. So it's like, no, we, we need a cutoff point. Um, so no work chat on the, on the group from six, which I think is amazing because it helps with that work-life balance because when we first started working from home, although there's a lot more work-life balance in terms of there's no commute to work, there's no this, I was probably getting up earlier and working earlier and finishing later uh, just because it's in your room. So that's something that we've tried to push as well just to make sure that we're we're not letting work, I suppose, overtake our lives, if that makes sense, which I think is pretty cool. No, I completely agree. And I think the boundaries, like that's also been my biggest difference is that yeah. obviously you naturally had boundaries before. This just sort of fueled that fire of why they're important. I think everyone, when they were sort of stuck inside, and I, I myself also sort of did that more willingly I guess one could say I don't know if it was willingly but yeah. sort of making those boundaries and saying you know I can't really do more meetings I need to go for a walk and then someone being like why it's like because I'm going crazy yeah like let me go for my walk please and then you can also do walk and talks I mean I do that quite a bit now as well like I'll go for walk and talks and I'll speak to the people and I mean luckily I have noise cancelling headphones so hopefully it's not horrible for the other human being speaking to me but then I'll definitely do that. I know that I've even done a few interviews. I'm a recruiter, so I've done some interviews during that. And I literally just explained, I'm like, I have to do this so that I yeah. make sure I get out of my house. <laughs> and they're always like, that makes so much sense. I completely get it. And I'm like, thank you. Okay, good, good, good. And I think other biggest differences is just showing how much you can miss things. I do miss those spontaneous, as you would normally say, like water cooler chats. Yeah. You know, just the like random spontaneous chats or anything like that and that interaction. And also just it feels depending on your team or anything, because so many people, especially like within startups or scaling companies, you get so busy. So you get enamored in the fact that everyone is chasing something, but you don't really slow down to just, you know, how's the pizza? How are the kids? Like, yeah. tell me about what's going on in life. So I think that's something that I also miss is that feeling of connection, because I think you can do so much remotely. But I mean, human connection is everything. So I think there's so many things that you still need to put focus on in terms of still prioritizing face-to-face because -face, I still think that it's important. I don't think it will ever be completely erased because I know some people are like, if you can do everything digitally, what is the importance of human interaction? I'm like, the same thing that a hug means. Yeah, it, exactly. It has yeah. so much significance. I, I think that's why I've been so lucky living with my friends because we still have, yeah. I suppose, those those chats in a way. Um so that okay. if, if something comes up I'll, I'll just jump into one of their their rooms and we'll, we'll have a chat about nothing. Um which probably isn't ideal. Probably shouldn't be admitting that in all honesty. Um but yeah it, it just gives you that interaction whereas if I lived on my own I think it'd be a completely different thing. And and that's I suppose one issue that maybe people need to think about as well if, you, if someone's living on their own it's a lot different than something like myself living in a house of five people because I'm still interacting I'm still having that whereas on the other side yeah. I probably wouldn't be I mean I I also think that it's just 
it's much more in times of isolation to be on your own is even more isolated. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's the extreme lonely. of the extreme. Exactly, exactly. And then I think, so if we further on that as well, yeah. I think another difficulty is for people, if you are completely remote, you have to put so much more effort into being aligned and like, for example, your goals and KPIs. Yeah. Everyone, regardless of location, should say the same thing. So if the goal is to to scale to 15 countries. If you speak to someone from marketing or to finance, everyone's answer should be the same. And if it's not, it's sort of like broken telephone. You have to go in and fix where, you know, maybe there's some holes in the road or anything like that. But I think that's definitely an area of challenge. So one team could have their clear goals and KPIs, but if it's as an organization, it's unclear. I think for everyone in day to day, even as a household, like let's say you and your five flatmates, yeah, if you don't have a clear way of working or just of living, it's very difficult to be, you know, aligned and sort of get things done. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's hard, isn't it, to, to make sure you get that alignment. Like you say, there's no foolproof way. I think one thing that business, one thing that business are noting is that nobody knows what we're doing. It's kind of like we have a yeah. vision of what it looks like, but what, what perfection is, nobody knows. But that's also exciting in itself, I feel. I, I would agree as well. I think the sort of unknown. So when I was Googling or sort of researching for this podcast episode, I also Googled what people have submitted as one of the challenges. And one of them is cybersecurity. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know why I didn't even think of this. No, no, not at all. I was like, oh, it blew past my mind. I was like, oh, of course, of course, <laughs> cybersecurity. So then I've read that a lot of companies have now made it that they offered services to protect their employees and everything. Cause it's one thing for someone to be able to, like, let's say, access your Chipotle account, right? Yeah. But when you're living in your house and everything is happening where you live, it's a lot more, I don't know, there's way more implications in terms of cybersecurity. So then they wanted to obviously add more value, more protection for employees. So I think that all works. But wow, what a thing to overlook, right? Because no, I'm not sure about you, but no one is talking about it. Yeah. No, literally, literally, well, this is the first I've actually heard about it to fair, Val, so I'm probably going to have to change all my passwords and, and speak to work, yeah. uh, in all honesty. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's something that I actually haven't even considered. You just assume that it's all sorted, don't you? No, absolutely. And I think there's also Stanford did a study with a group in China, about 500 people, and they did state that of the group, 20% identified that they were more productive and there was more work was completed, less interrupted breaks. But I think one of the things that will be so interesting to watch because you need time to sort of see the adverse effects yeah. is also how cybersecurity will change. I mean, the world's ever evolving and cybersecurity has been a pretty big thing since the early 2000s. But right now, because of how much access is available to everyone and also because everyone knows everyone is sort of at home unless you're living, you know, maybe in Australia and New yeah. Zealand. Uh, I think it's just a very different sort of reality. So I think that one will be definitely so intriguing to just watch. But I would love to hear from you, Joe. Like, what do you think are your hopes for the the future of this? Ways of working? Just what do you want to be doing? I think that the main thing actually doesn't evolve with, with ways of working, Val. It's actually getting a haircut um, is, is the main thing that I want right now. Oh, I think it's been enough. like... I think it's been like three months um, of having hairdressers clothes. So um, I look like 16-year-old Justin Bieber at the moment. 
so I need to just <laughs> I need to get it off. Um, that'll be the main thing. Um, but no, I, I think take taking it back to actual the serious topic. So what what do I hope for? I think a lot of businesses have been a lot more progressive, and I think one positive out of this is that a lot of businesses aren't ignoring mental health anymore. I think that they're putting a lot more into that and realizing that that it's a huge thing. Um, so I think positive impact will be well, ideally two three days in the office a week the rest working from home um, and not not putting pressure on like having to do your strict like nine to five if you want to do nine till four go for a walk for an hour then work like five till six like what's the issue uh just having a bit more flexibility around the way that people work like you for example you get up a lot earlier you might work from seven till ten and then the rest of people are starting at nine so if you finish a little bit earlier well what's the difference you've been working an extra couple hours in the morning um, exactly. So yeah. I think that that's the way businesses are going to go. They're going to be a lot more progressive. They're going to make changes and they're going to add a bit more humanity to them rather than act like businesses. Mm-hmm. I think businesses are going to act a bit more like people and show a bit more emotion. Um, and I think that'll be the, the biggest impact is understanding because they've been in that position. It doesn't matter if you're, I'm, I'm going a bit of a rant now, aren't I actually, Val? But <laughs> no, not I, at all. <laughs> I think the, the best thing about the, the lockdown and working from home is that it doesn't matter if you're a CEO um, or a, a trainer that's been there two weeks, everyone's been affected by it. And usually in business, there's a lot of disparity between the actual like effect on people in different roles because everyone looks at their role and how they're affected. Whereas I think yeah. because everyone's been affected by this in the same way, there's going to be a lot more empathy towards it and changes will probably happen a lot quicker because everyone's experienced this, not just one or two people in different roles in companies. Um, yeah. So I think that's going to be the main positive, hopefully anyway. Got a little bit deep there, didn't yeah. I? To be fair, Val, sorry. <laughs> no, but I think it's a deep question. I mean, my hope is that, I've said this before on a few times, my biggest hope is that we just come out to a kind, more kind environment. Yeah. That everyone's just a little bit more empathetic and maybe a little bit more understanding and that people who need help obviously get the help but there there's more access to everything and I think for mental health this has been a huge step forward because so many people have had to face things a lot more isolated than before and people are now way more aware of what they will look like I'm very intrigued to see the effects of all of this long term for mental health for a lot of people but I think my personal biggest hope is obviously as you were saying like not really the full-time working from the office, but also having that. And one company that actually stood out to me in this example is Gymshark. I'm a big, I'm not sure if you know the sort of inside-out stories, but I really like the CEO of the company or former CEO, but co-founder. Yeah, He was talking about the fact that he had still continued throughout the pandemic to still put money into the cultural hub, which is their HQ. Yeah, they, they opened the new office, didn't they, I think? Exactly, in Denver. And a lot of people were, but like, why? And he was like, you can choose where you work, but this will be the cultural hub. So if you want to come in and be a part of that, we want you to feel like there is a place for you to go. And I think that's incredible because that's exactly what I think companies should do. You should innovate, but also allow everyone to sort of come inward when needed. It's up for you to decide since it's person by person sort of dependability. So I think that is truly amazing. And I think with having said that, that everyone sort of has those sort of accommodations available to them, that I think that will be such a big impact long term on the world for remote working and everything like that. And I think personally, I really hope to travel soon again. I think I've been sort of, 
underappreciative of how much it sort of means to me and everyone around me. And then just in terms of the fact that I really want to go home <laughs> and yeah. see my family. So I think in the, all of those coasters, hopefully to go home and whenever that will be to see friends, to see family and have friends and family come here as well. So that would be really cool. And to just see how this can all change. I mean, for example, you and your flatmates can be like, why not shake things up? Let's all go to Thailand for six months yeah. and do everything together from there. So I think that one will be super interesting to see, but uh, I'm really excited to watch the space. I'm not sure about you, but I'm super excited. No, definitely. And I think it's only going to change for the positive, um, which, yeah. which is which is good. And I think, I don't think it's going to stop with everyone going back to work. I think there's going to be so many changes when people are back. I think people are going to be happy about it. Some people are going to be upset about it. So yeah. I think the change is going to happen over the next 12 months, not necessarily the ones that have happened now. We might even build on them or revert back. I think it's one of those things that we could probably pick up another podcast in a year's time and just be like, reflect on what life's like post exactly. post lockdown and if things have changed. But I think definitely things will change for the better. Yeah, hopefully. That's all, well, yeah, that's all we could wish for. It's heavy. Yeah, all we could wish for sort of moving forward is that some good... It's finally yet to come for everyone in the world since it's been such a, a rough period for so long. But I definitely think, yeah, I'm so excited. And just so everyone knows, just because it seems that Joe and I are in agreement that having that flexibility is great for us. If you like the 95, that is completely fine. Yeah, it's about 100%. the fact that you get the choice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, just I, just want to put that out there as well. Yeah, it's not like a one size fits all approach. I think everybody's different exactly. and even offices now, I think they're offering people the opportunity to go in full time. It's just not yeah. compulsory. Um, and I don't think people are going to stop people from coming into work. Uh, no. I think a lot of businesses ideally will want everyone to come in, even though they do offer remote work policies. Um, it's yeah. just, it, it's not going to be compulsory, which is, is the best way to go about, it, not it? Freedom of choice, I suppose. For sure. I think it's all about that freedom of choice and just having that flexibility. I mean, I think it's all give and take. You get to give some and then you should also be able to sort of have that in your back pocket just knowing what is available to you especially from an employer aspect because you're selling genuine hours of your life to someone so you should have the flexibility to choose what you do with those as well but yes yes but thank you so so much for coming on the podcast Joe. I really really appreciate it if people want to maybe connect with you or talk more or listen to your podcast where can they find you um, well, just on, on LinkedIn, I suppose, would be would be the best way. So Joe Lega, or in, in terms of if they wanted to look at well, my podcast, um, it would be yeah. Impala Invites uh, on Spotify. Uh, or if they go in our Impala search page, it will be under the Impala Insights banner. But uh, I think just thank you very much for having me, Val. I've actually had a great chat. Um, I think yeah. podcasts like this definitely adds a lot of value. Uh, mine's probably a bit more tailored to the recruitment space, which is pretty cool, I feel and I'm passionate about but this is I suppose wider issues which it's been amazing to be a part of so thank you very much thank you so much for coming on and as always to everyone thank you so so much for the your support in the show so please don't forget to rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts share with a friend a family member or whoever you're having discussions around the progress of ways of working which affects almost everyone in daily life some have to who are essential workers have to go in and some have the fortune to just stay home and work from there. Yeah. Whatever suits you is really up to you as well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you so much. Have a great week, everyone. Until next time. Bye-bye. Yeah. See you later, guys.